Okay, good evening, beloved. Welcome to our Wednesday Bible study. Uh, so sometimes during worship, we have worship before this begins. So if you think I'm looking at my phone, it's because sometimes I get, uh, God gives me some verses or words. And so I like to uh, Google it or Google that word out. Okay, so I'm not getting distracted when I'm looking at the word or what he's giving me. Um, so welcome everyone. Today the word is, uh, <clears throat> I got it like just about 10 minutes before we started Bible study. So Wednesday's Bible study, I like to make it relevant to what everyone's, what's happening in everyone's lives and what they're going through. So if you have anything, what God is speaking to you, uh, something that's going on in the day for you, you can just message it to me, uh, you know, and I'll, uh, the Holy Spirit will get involved in all of that. Okay. Um, so I'll wait for that. But till then, let's just start with something that God put on my heart. So today, even as we were singing, uh, if, if we have some worship songs, get, get alive with those worship songs, okay? It could be just one line that speaks to you. And, um, you know, like in Beloved, there's a culture of, I always tell you that as a son, everything about you is alive and awake. So everything that you do is in consciousness, okay? So, and everything that we do is out of our position in Christ, knowing that you're a son, okay? So uh, even sometimes when I'm singing a song, now everything else may not align to uh, who we are in Christ. You know, like how some songs talk about God being outside and you being here. But something can resonate in that song. It could be just one line. And today what was resonating with me in the song, the second one that we took on faithfulness was that uh, he is your anchor. Okay. And your sure foundation. And so today my word is about foundation. Okay. And what is the foundation that God, that the father wants your life to be built on? Okay, in the word. Okay, so let's uh, open with me today. I have some scriptures written now. Uh, open with me to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, verse 27. Okay, for those who don't have it, I'm going to read it. Just follow me. Therefore, um, where do I begin with? Hold on. Okay. Therefore, whoever hears, now this is Jesus saying to his disciples, okay? Therefore, whoever hears these, hears these sayings of mine, that means his word, and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Okay? Jesus is saying, whoever hears these my, words of mine and does them, I'm going to liken him. I'm going to think of him. He's like a man who built his house on a rock. Okay? Now, Okay, and look at, look at this one, verse 25. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. So Jesus is talking about if anyone builds, if, if you build your life on this rock, this foundation, the waves will come, the winds will come, there might be heat, there might be storms, there might be earthquakes, but whoever is building their life on this rock, this foundation, some sort of foundation, like I know some people have a head knowledge of oh, Jesus, right? But it's more, it's, it's deeper than that. And that's why I want to see what is this foundation that he's talking about because it's such a good foundation. If you and I have our foundations built on this, that means it's saying that the rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house. That means that person, but it did not fall because that person was founded on the rock. Okay, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man 
who built his house on the sand. Okay? And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. Great was its fault. There are two types of people. One whose foundation is sand, and one whose foundation is the rock. So I want us to go deeper and see what is Jesus talking about the rock. What is this revelation? Because rock means revelation. We'll see it later how he's talking about a revelation. Okay. And what is this revelation that if your and my life is built on this revelation, no matter what things you're going through, you will not fall. And then when someone's life is not built on that revelation, that's why you see them get defeated. And so, you know, you're constantly looking at why did this happen to that person? I don't know what the foundation is and what the foundation has been built on. Okay. And so now let's look at this. And so and in verse 28, and it says, and so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that these people were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Okay. Now let's go to uh, <clears throat> Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. In the same, in the same um, gospel, Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Verse 18. Okay, now see this. Now this is Peter. Okay, Peter getting this revelation that Jesus is the son of God. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his, asked his disciples saying, Why do, who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Verse 15. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Okay. Now look at this. Verse 15, verse 16. Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. That means some human understanding or something of your carnal mind or something of flesh has not given this to you. Okay? But my father who is in heaven, this revelation. And so I say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, that means on this revelation, I will build my church. That what is the revelation? You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Okay? And on this revelation, I will build my church. And look at this. The gates of hate shall not prevail against it. Against this revelation. The, ga the gates of hate. That means you can go barging and take. And the devil can't resist you. The devil will flee on this revelation. Okay. That you are the Christ, the son of the living God. This is sonship. I'll, I'll show you further in the verses ahead. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Okay, what is the rock he's talking about on this rock? That you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Okay, now let's look at, uh, let's go further on to uh, 1 Corinthians 3. I'm going to read a few verses together. Okay, and then we will bring it all home. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Excellent. Okay. Uh, see this. <clears throat> Who then is Paul? So now there is, uh, you know, Paul is going about 
he's talking to this Corinthian church. Corinthian church is a bit of a carnal church. Okay, it's a bit in the flesh. And so let's start with chapter three. And I, brethren, do not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? That means there is division. Someone is getting offended with someone. You said this. Someone said this. Things are getting... And, and he's saying that this is carnal. You're not spiritual people. You're looking at each other in the flesh. Okay? Are you not still carnal? Okay? Behaving like mere men. For when you say, I am Paul, and another says, I am Apollos, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believe as the Lord gave to each one. Okay? I planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. I may have given the word to somebody. Somebody else came and watered it and then they came into the kingdom. Okay? So neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. I could have just given the word to somebody. It is God who brought that word alive. I just gave the word to Rishi. It was God who brought that word alive in him. Okay? So now he who plants and he who waters are one. If I, gave the, if I planted the seed and someone else watered it and God gave the increase, me and the one who, who watered it are one. We still get the same reward. Okay? Now he who plants and he who waters are one and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Okay? Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with silver, with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which has built, which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burnt, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to read ahead. I read 1 Corinthians 3. I'm going to read um, Colossians 1.26 also. Okay. Just flow with me here. Um, I have something else also. Okay. I'm just going to keep my finger in here and then I'm just going to read Colossians 1.26. Colossians one. 26. Okay. What is the revelation that Paul was, what was the revelation or the foundation that Paul was laying everywhere? Righteousness by faith. Okay. And what was the biggest mystery that he was talking about? He, he, we read before, right? Like Paul said, I've laid a foundation of Jesus Christ and let no other foundation be built. Okay. This is the foundation that I want everything to be built on. Now let's look at uh, Colossians 1.26. Okay. 
I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Okay, what is the mystery? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach. Him, Paul is preaching. Okay, him we preach, warring, warring every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. What is the revelation that he's going on preaching? Christ in you. Okay, in another verse somewhere, Paul talks about, I'm laboring that Christ be formed in you. The revelation of Christ in you. Okay, that's the foundation. Let's read um, <clears throat> Ephesians 2.20. Okay, Ephesians 2.20. Okay, look at this. Now, therefore... You are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. You know what a cornerstone is of any building? A cornerstone is usually the foundation, the base stone. A cornerstone is also the one that holds, holds something together. I think I have a picture of it to give you an example. Okay, uh, hold on. Okay, this is a, this would be a cornerstone that holds. Can you see that? That holds, okay, two parts together. Jesus Christ being the cornerstone. In some buildings on the cornerstone, you have when the building was made and everything written on it, the date of the building, okay? It's like the main, it's like the main rock. And that's why the verse is saying, okay, uh, <clears throat> having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, okay? Uh, also, wait, uh, let's just read a little ahead on, um, I think it's in Galatians. Okay, just open with me to Galatians. Okay, look at Galatians chapter 1 verse 6. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. What is Paul preaching? The grace of Christ. Okay, that's what he's preaching. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or any angel from heaven preach any other gospel, that means lay any other foundation to you, then what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you, than what you have received, let him be accursed. For do I, 
for do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. Okay? Paul was going, if you read from Romans, Galatians, Ephesians, Corinthians, everything, it's righteousness by faith. It is the foundation of Christ in you. The mystery hidden from all ages, Christ in you. All the fivefold ministry, we looked up the scriptures, right? What the apostles, the prophets, the admin people and everyone, everyone is supposed to preach sonship. Because it says, do they all come to the unity of the faith, to the maturity, to the perfect man? They're all supposed to preach. Let's read that. Let's, let's go to that verse and quickly read that. Okay. And why is it so important? Why is what I'm, I'm saying so important? What am I doing? So in each of your lives, what am I doing? If you had any other foundation but the foundation of Christ, it is getting tested and it's getting burnt up. And I'm bringing you back to that foundation because when you are on that foundation, the wind will come, the waves will blow. The, there might be something shaking, but you will not fall. You will stand. And that's what I'm seeing your testimonies. Okay, it's built on sonship. Now, let, let me read that, okay? The, uh, the, the fivefold ministry, right? What they're doing. See this. Um, I'm, I'm, reading, uh, I'm reading Ephesians chapter 4, okay? Verse 9, verse 7. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now, this he ascended. What does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles. Okay, that means apostles are the one who plant churches. Some prophets, so they have a prophetic word. Some evangelists, they're bringing people into the kingdom. Some pastors and teachers. Now, but see, all of these have one purpose. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, that means to build you up. Build you up. To what? To, till we all come to the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God. That, that's why Paul is saying in, one, in Ephesians 1, chapter 17, he's saying, till you, I'm praying for you to have the wisdom and revelation so that the eyes of your understanding are open, right? So that you come to know what's your inheritance. And so see what it's saying here. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, to what? To a perfect man. To a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That means you're growing up. That means Christ is getting formed in you. You're not becoming and you, you don't become Christ through the flesh. It's through your spiritual identity. Start believing who you are by faith in what God says you are, not looking at your flesh. Okay? And why? So that you're no longer tossed, so that you're no longer children tossed to and fro, like the wind beating and pushing you down. That's why people fall. That's why people get defeated. Okay? So you're no longer like children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things, into him who is the head, Christ. That's what sonship is. I want to read again 
1 Corinthians 3 in the uh, the passion translation 1 Corinthians 3 okay you don't know guys every time I told you you don't run away from a trial all a trial simply does in your life is is to reveal that you don't see yourself as a son because the more you start seeing yourself as a son after sometimes when you overcome them it doesn't really matter Jesus is sleeping Peter for example in the storm maybe the first time the storm bothered him after he's already been through so many storms, he learned to sleep in the storm like Jesus. You understand? COVID doesn't scare me. Once upon a time, sickness scared me. But you overcome and you overcome and you know that you're a son. It's not in your nature. And you take it down. And after some time, it doesn't really matter. Because as a son, Christ has got formed in my soul in that area. Okay? And that's what sonship is. So are there storms? Yeah, there are storms. But it doesn't shake you. That's what sonship is. Okay? And so let me read that again. 1 Corinthians 3, 1 Corinthians 3, open with, uh, if you have your Bible apps with you, 1 Corinthians 3, just open it, open it in uh, the Passion Translation and read it with me. Okay, let's read it from verse 5, 5 onwards. Okay. Um... Okay, who is Apollos really? Or who is Paul? Aren't we both just servants through whom you believe our message? Aren't each of us doing the ministry the Lord has assigned to us? I was, I was the one who planted the church and Apollos came and cared for it. But it was God who caused it to grow. This means the one who plants is not anybody special, nor the one who waters, for God is the one who brings the spirit, supernatural growth. Now the one who plants and the one who waters are equally important and on the same team, but each will be rewarded for his own work. We are co-workers with God and you are God's cultivated garden, the house he is building. God has given me unique gifts as a skilled master builder. God has given me, a, given me unique gifts as a skilled master builder who lays a good foundation. Okay, now you and I both know what is the foundation he was laying. I read in Galatians also, he says, let no one else preach any other gospel besides the one I'm preaching. And if anyone is preaching anyone, let him be accursed. Okay? This is the foundation. Christ in you. This is the rock that Jesus was saying of the sun. And the simplicity of it, just the way an orange, when you plant the seed, will give birth to many oranges. Jesus is called the incorruptible seed. So that through his death and resurrection, he'll bring about many other sons. That's why the word says, as he is, so are you in this world. That's sonship. Now see this. Okay. Uh, afterwards, so God has given me unique gifts as a skilled master builder who lays a good foundation. Afterward, another craftsman comes and builds on it. That means first I'm laying this foundation. Now let somebody else come and, and water on that same foundation. Okay. So builders, be aware. Beware. Let every builder do his work carefully according to God's standard for no one is empowered to lay an alternative foundation other than the good foundation that exists, which is Jesus Christ. Okay, that's why I keep telling you, don't keep hearing all sermons. If you keep hearing from all ministries and if they're not preaching sonship, then you get all mixed because there is a foundation of sonship and then suddenly you're hearing other things and then you get tossed. Okay. Sonship is very different. 
look at this the quality of materials used by anyone anyone building on this foundation will soon be made apparent whether it has been it has been built with gold silver and costly stones or wood hay and straw their work will soon become evident for the day will make it clear because it will be revealed by blazing fire you know in my trials when i went through trials uh, when i went to a church and i got a prophetic word it didn't do anything and then i came to a point because i was falling sick for 5 years i got so fed up of hearing a word the storm is going to pass the the times of refreshing has come spring time is here and things like that and that that's when i got hope you know when the bible says hope deferred makes makes the heart sick and you have disappointment you get disappointed that's when you get disappointed because it was not built on the foundation of christ and then because i got fed up of all these prophetic words and i just didn't want to hear it anymore i was like i don't want any anyone saying anything and then i just took the word of god and i told you a matured son doesn't live by rima word a matured son takes the logos word that means the written word and makes it his rima word that's maturity that means what was i doing before i was waiting for the prophetic word i would go to a church i'd get the storm is going by i'd go back home the sickness is still there and then i would just get fed up and then i want to lay hands or have somebody lay and it was just everything was just falling and i was getting hope and you know it was just like a disappointment and then i was just like what am i doing i had to shake it all off okay and then i simply started opening the word and started seeing myself in the word and then even as i made this word christ getting formed in me this is who he says i am it's not in my nature i'm a new creation i'm a new species i started believing it and i started making this my rima yeah i believe this word and i stand and now i rest in it even as i started doing this now bring, taking away the foundation of whatever it was that i built on maybe sand and so i was getting hit and now i was getting i was giving true value to who i am galatians 220 you died it's all christ in you i started believing that i started resting in that and even as i started doing that what didn't happen for 8 months at the time when i had rheumatoid arthritis suddenly disappeared in one week when i made him my foundation okay and then i just stopped falling six it's been 8 9 years now what i mean to say is that's what it, the foundation is of having the man build his house on a rock founding sonship and so now the wind came the storm came and everything beat and that person is not falling in every area of your life you'll get beat if he is not your foundation that means and when i say he it's not just about jesus being your foundation if you don't make who he says you are that foundation that means identity it's not you're not sons are not looking for a word jesus is not going around looking for a word he says it is written it is written that's his word the word cannot be broken his very foundation he is the word and so your foundation my foundation how do i get out of any problem i'm not waiting for a prophetic word i'm not waiting for someone to speak a word that's for children okay i'm opening it up and seeing myself through the divine promises i'm becoming a partaker of his divine nature that's what it's saying and i see myself in the word who he says i am as a new creation as a son being a partaker and i plunk myself because now i'm making that my foundation and that's what's happening in each of your lives okay that is the foundation the rock is becoming the foundation 
do you know that in, in you know you you see your own personal life if christ is not the foundation that means who he says you are is not you get beat up and you're going through cycles and patterns and you could have like depressing days and everything is because his word what he says about you is not your rock what maybe your husband says about you maybe what your wife says about you maybe what your boss says about you you give so much weight and you get tossed and thrown and then you let god's word about who he says you are as a son let that be your foundation and then that person is not getting tossed to and fro by the wind and by the sea and anything because his foundation is the rock okay what is the rock it is the revelation of christ in you the mystery hidden from all ages that god is not outside anymore like the old testament he's in you and that's why that whole sermon that i did with you right like last uh, on sunday hear that if those who haven't heard it the, the solution to every problem is you that means it's in the i am and so that is the rock you're seeing it like this little sonship book meditate on it go over it everything that it says because this is the revelation that paul is preaching and telling everybody that you were crucified it's no more you that live but christ lives in you and so now you start identifying and seeing yourself as another christ just the same way as as a lion gives birth to a lion the son of god born again means born from above you became another son that's why i keep saying the same thing over and over and over again he jesus is called the first born again the first born again he is the first born again among many brethren that means there are many like him he is the first of many now and that's the revelation of and the rock christ being formed in you so it's difficult right like sonship because it's it's different from other it's not about going to the pastor to pray and have him do all things where he is the guru no 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 it's realizing who the father made you another son he who is joined to the lord is one spirit with him that's the word and now everything else all those weeds everything is getting pulled out of you Christ getting formed in you, okay. So now what happened? For years and years, I would get beat up. Now I'm not saying why is it here. If the problem is here in my life, is because in this area I don't see myself as a son. When Jesus walked on the earth, he didn't face any problems. Trials were coming his way, but he, because he's a son, he overcame all of them. Same for you and me. and in everything because he is already overcome he is the first one that went ahead and made the way so i can simply follow and overcome that's why it says that you will never be tempted more than what christ has already been tempted he's already been through everything so you and i are not seeing something else that he's not already conquered he conquered the greatest thing death death is under my feet now everything else is lesser than death so in every area you don't say why why is this here as sons don't ask why sons just say how any problem that comes in my life i i like to uh, overcome it because that's the heart of a son someone who wants prayer request prayer request prayer request nothing will happen i can pray for a person they'll get healed they'll fall sick again because if you don't know how to stay healed you'll get sick again but i want to show you the foundation of the rock because when you are built on the rock you will not fall but if your foundation was never the rock it was sand you're getting beat up are you following what i'm saying okay this is what i mean by sonship and why is it so important and what is the revelation that paul said 
this is the foundation that I want it to be built on. Let no other foundation be built. And then on this foundation, you build other things. And this is about Christ. Christ in me. The hope of glory. And that's the foundation that you're getting built on. And trust me, in this place, you don't get beat up. Okay? You died. Everyone who's listening to me. If you believe that Jesus died for your sins and he rose again, your spirit became one spirit with him and now you are born from above. You, Jesus gave birth to another, Jesus. He is the greater one in you. And that's what it means by Christ getting formed in you. You have to start seeing yourself as a son. You know, when Jesus walked, I want you to visualize this. When people looked at Jesus, did he look human? He looked human. He looked human, right? You put Jesus next to another man, he looks human. But did they see him as human? They saw him as a superhuman being. Because he was walking on water, the winds and the seas and the storms and everything was obeying him. He was laying hands on sick people, they were getting well. He was turning water into wine. He looked human, like you. But people looking at him knew that this guy is superhuman. He looks like us, but he's not one of us. The same way you look human, but you're not human. You're superhuman. And if people saw him, and then when he said, when Jesus said, the father, the minute they said, he said, father, they wanted to stone him. Because they knew what he meant if he calls God father means he same species, same DNA. The people knew if someone, if, if you in your right mind say father means same DNA, same species. That's why they took up stones to hit him because he was making himself equal with God. The same way if you are calling, when, when you pray and say father, please think and know it means same species. And then things are different. I told you these are very I love sonship. I love it with everything in my being. When anything comes to test it, I'm just digging in. I, I, you know, I love it. I'm not waiting for a prophetic word anymore in my life. I don't need it because you're above it. Prophetic words are for babies. Okay? They're all meant to, to, till you come to the maturity so that you're not tossed to and fro. Jesus didn't live by a prophetic word. He lived by the written word. And you learn to take the written and make it your, your, your Hema word. Are you following it? Okay. And if you are doing that, that means now Christ in you is that foundation. Look at the testimonies in your lives. I love it when I hear all of these testimonies because it was nowhere in the testimonies was it Priya prayed or someone got a word. It was all built on that person going through that trial, whatever it was, and they overcame it by who they were. They learned to rest. No, I'm a son. It's not in my nature. Whatever it is. For one, it was relationships. They went through two, three bad relationships. They didn't let the bad relationships give them an identity of who they were. They still dusted it off and said, no, I'm still a son and I'm worthy to receive everything because I'm a son. And instantly they inherited. They inherited because it was built on the rock. And so nothing shook them. That's what I mean. That means nothing external will shake that person. That's the place when it's built on a rock where cancer comes and cancer cannot touch you. Because your revelation your understanding, your entire, your foundation was never built on a medicine. It is built on the word that is not in my nature. That's the same way my mom's polyp comes out, right? Miraculously. Out of her mouth, everything. 
where the doctor said surgery, but she doesn't because the revelation of what is the foundation. She knows that, yeah, I'm in co-union with Christ. It's not in my nature. This thing can't be in my nose. And even as she stands on the word, she believes it. And then she speaks it. This polyp comes right out of her nose into the basin. Same way how cancer disappeared. Same way how breast cancer disappeared in somebody else's. Then Jesus says, on this rock, whoever makes this foundation, this rock, whatever is built on this rock, will not, will not fall. I still remember in my life when everything that was not built on him and identity, that means Christ in me, it got burnt out. I told you there was a time when I had these prayer requests going on, right? I would pray for the whole world and they were having answers. And then God corrected me and said, hay and fire. That means this is not on the foundation of Christ. He corrected me. He called me Mother Mary. I've, I've shared this many times with you. And Mother Mary does what? She prays for other people pray to her so that she will pray to Jesus, right? But God called me Mother Mary. He was making fun. He, he said, that's what you've done. You've made my sons weak. You're drawing them to you, not to me. And so I, I, I deleted that whole thing, everything. And then I started saying, if anyone comes to me, I'll push them to you. And we started seeing such amazing testimonies. People started getting stronger. Why? Because that foundation wasn't Jesus Christ that I had built. It was something else. And it, it wouldn't last as a reward. I wouldn't even have a reward at the end of it. Okay, when tested by fire, we just get burnt up. What does it mean? If anything came to hit them, they would run to me. They wouldn't know it's Christ in them. And that's what I'd done. I don't want to do that anymore. Okay, and so sometimes they're resisting, right? But what testimonies are you getting? You are getting stronger in your own relationship with the Lord. And that's what sonship is. Sonship is the simplicity. The father sent the son to restore every lost son back so Jesus, and it's a family. I know you, you think of him as God, but I told you, you have to bring that image down as God and seem like a brother. That means family. If you're calling father, means same species. Okay, so that's why it says, as he is, so are you in this world. As was the man of flesh, as was the man of dust, so are the men of dust. As is the man who's born from above, so are the heavenly ones. We are born from above. And that's what sonship is, seeing yourself as him, as Christ. And even as you see yourself as him, that's the foundation, that Christ is getting formed in your soul. The way you see yourself, everything is getting added to your account. His divine nature, whatever he is, prosperity, all of these things are getting added to your account. Okay? Let no other foundation be built but Christ. That's what it means. Sonship. You have to build on it. And that's why that I love that. Like I know some of you all go through things. Okay. Take the word. See yourself in the promise. We're not becoming the promises anymore. It's who we are. And then it says by faith and patience you inherit. Means by faith and endurance. That means everything tells you the minute you decide to believe when the word says, when Jesus says all that the father has given me, I will not lose anything. Okay. That's a promise for you because you're no different from him now. All that the Father has given me, I will not lose anything. Now what happens the minute I've taken that word, I begin to lose things. And why? It's because the devil wants to take that little promise out of me, that little truth. And that's where I hold on with faith and endurance that no, I believe this because my Father says so. I can lose a hundred things, but it doesn't change what the Father says about me. I still choose to believe it. 
And when your belief has got nothing to do with your experiences, that's when you see everything lining up with your experiences. The same way Jesus on the temptation, when his belief had got nothing to do with his experiences, that's when all of his experiences started aligning with who he is. Right? The devil came and tempted him and said, jump from here. Then it means that you're a son. If you change the, the stones into bread, then it means that you're a son. Right? But when he did not do anything, he believes the word because it's who he is. And that's your point. That's what faith means. It, faith means, when you see the definition of faith, it says, by faith we believe that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And everything was made the invisible was made, the visible was made from the invisible by the word of God. So what does faith mean? Faith is what? It's in the word. And that's what it means. You and I as sons, the first, the first fundamental truth, your life and my life is built just because it is written. It is written about me. What do you say to anybody? Uh, it is written about me. That's it. That's my point. It's written. It's written. My father says so. It is written. And so that is it. It's written about me. You know what Van is going to share on this Sunday is going to be amazing. Please don't, please don't miss it. Okay. He's going to share on it is written. What if I told you that your life and my life, it is written. And so everything had to be fulfilled because it is written. What a rest to live in. It is written. And so Jesus walked in everything and fulfilled everything because he said, because the scripture had to be fulfilled because it is written. <laughs> What a life of rest and you and me are living. It is written. It is written about me that uh, I, I, resurrection life in me is repelling everything out. It is written about me that I will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. It is written about me that whatever I do will prosper. It is written about me that it's not in my nature to fall sick. It is written and you live by it is written. This is my life. This is what I lead. That is sonship. Are you understanding? Sanjip is not getting, trying to get holy in the flesh. There is a, uh, a church culture that wants to get holy in the flesh. You can't because the law of sin and death is here. The, the law of sin and death in Romans, it says it's in the members. I can never get holy in my flesh. That's why Jesus came in the flesh and went and got crucified in the flesh to fulfill all of my requirement. Someone else came and took the price. Now I live by faith in who he says I am apart from my flesh. That's what sonship is. Getting your identity, not from the flesh anymore. And even if you missed it one day and it telling you who you are, no, 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 you separate yourself. The blood of Jesus is there to separate you. I get my identity from it is written. It is written about me. And because it is written, I subdue the things in my flesh, but I don't let it tell me who I am. And the more you learn to do that, the devil can't touch you. You will realize after some time you're hearing, one year you're grounded in this teaching, and suddenly you, you, you will see, I promise you, you stop falling sick. The very things that you had in your body, suddenly they disappear. I told you when you switch on the light in a room, the light just, just doesn't fall on your problem. Suppose you were looking out for something that fell. The light will light up the whole room. That's the way revelation is. If you start waking up, waking up, you can have a hundred problems in front of you, but suddenly you're waking up because the way you see yourself, your eyes are opening up and all of them disappear because light has come. Where light is, darkness can't be. Life and death can't be together. Okay? The Father, Jesus calls death an enemy. That's why he doesn't have to 
it doesn't need you to die to get you to heaven. You can keep on living. Are you understanding? Death is under our feet. All of these things have been programmed from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Death came in because Adam sinned. Adam fell. Now, after Jesus has conquered death, it's under his feet. Now you can progressively start living longer and longer and longer. Remove all those lies that I've told you at this age, this should happen. At this age, this should happen. All of that is from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And now we're coming out of that. We're partakers of the tree of life. Yesterday, I took one day just to meditate. I, I might do a teaching on this. I took one day just to meditate on, um, you know where it says that uh, <clears throat> I took one Col Colossians 1 from 9. I read the whole chapter till 18. From 9 to 18. That's what I mean. Sometimes I just take that one verse. I will go over it in all the versions. I went into the Greek in everything. I was getting the juice out of it and I just meditate. Do you know that one verse that you meditate on, you'll wake up, suddenly you'll see things shift. So it's not a prayer thing. You're praying, you're praying, you're praying. It's not God's problem that he doesn't want to fix something. It's you don't see yourself as a son. Start believing. And trust me, it could be one thing that you believe and it will cause a shift in something. I started seeing, do you know it says, it says that he has, verse 13 in Colossians says, he has delivered us from the power of, power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. 13. So I looked it up in Greek. It does not say the power of darkness. It says the dominion of darkness. And then it says, he put you into another realm. That means the father plucked you out of one realm and put you in another realm. Now you and I live in another realm. Start seeing yourself in another realm. What does it mean when it says dominion of darkness? Dominion. He's pulled you out of Satan's power. He has absolutely no dominion over you. Now, if you're in a problem, if you know that he has no dominion over you, you learn to rest. And that's where you have to close your eyes and not be impulsive to go by everything you hear, you see, and someone tells you something and you learn to just hold your rest. Like, no, I'm, I'm not going to get easily shifted by this. And you choose to see the word. You have to apply. Apply it, then you'll know how real it is. And that's when you get like David, you'll have so many nuggets in your little pouch. Okay? And then you'll have so many testimonies and now you're a matured son because you have your own testimonies. Not because someone prayed. You know, if you, get, if you, if you send a prayer request out, Okay, think about it. You have some problem, you send some prayer requests out. 100 people pray. Tomorrow, if any other problem comes, you're very dependent on fellowship. So I see many people dependent on fellowship like a support system. But individually, they're not strong. They're very weak. But imagine if there were 100 sons who are individually very strong. And now imagine the support system. Because they're strong, individually, they're very strong. So now imagine if every body, every cell in your body is individually strong. How strong is that body? That's how the body becomes strong. So we think, oh, oh. You, 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 I told you, hear that teaching that I did on Sunday about the solution is in you, okay? You give up your privilege when you, you, you lose your position. The minute you do that, you send it out and someone pray for me. You lose your ground. In small things, if you know you're a son, I told you how, how did England, the United Kingdom, land up ruling even America, if you read your history. They, they did it by conquering every city 
every country, every small little town. And they did that one by one by one. And they became, they had dominion. And then tomorrow, even someone heard about them, they got scared. It's because they had taken it in the small things. When you know there's a demon, that the demons are going out and Paul is casting out. And then the demons say, Paul I know and this other guy I know, who are you? The spiritual realm rose. You don't become a son by just saying, I'm a son, I'm a son. It's in the small things if you live like a son, if you take it down, if you have your dominion. The spiritual realm knows the one who walks like a son, who lives like a son, who knows there's a son in every small things. When they're having coffee, they know there's a son. It's in the small things and that's why you feel some lives are just more testimonies and more like how, does, how do these things happen in your life? How does the cancer just leave? And how come these things just bow down to you when the demon showed up and freed this ball just came back to rise? No, no, it's in the small things. I will see and I will take it down. I'm not crying. I used to cry about things before. Now I just don't cry. I just say, show me. I want to see who I am and I'm going to overcome this thing. because. It's in my nature to overcome. Because Christ has already overcome. You're crying, nothing will happen. If you want a testimony, if you want to see your inheritance, open the word and start believing who he says you are. And sometimes when you've got like multitudes of problems, don't look at your problems. In the small things, seek first victory. In the small things, you'll knock up a bigger thing, automatically it will fall. I know these things, okay? I, I, I've seen some problems fall just if I just went for a movie. Now, what does a movie have to do with something something so humongous just bowing down to me? It's because it, that problem came to take my attention and get all my attention to it. And I chose not to do it by just, I went for a very funny movie. I was like, no, I'm not going to give this attention. It wants to draw all my attention. But Christ in me, everything is defeated and under my feet. I choose not to worry about this. I went for a movie. And even as I came back, everything had just gotten settled. And you wonder, imagine you didn't even pray about it. You went for a movie. I told somebody in Beloved, remember when someone, their doctor told them fourth stage cancer. And this person is crying and crying and crying. And I said, and this person is sending the, the brother to pick up the report. I said, you will not send your brother. You will go pick up your own report. And if you go pick up your own report, that report will be clear. Because when you confront, something else will run. Sons don't run, sons confront. And what did this person do? Just went to pick up their own report. And even as for the first time in her life, she went to pick up her own report. There's no cancer. What is about just showing up that something else goes away? Because it's, you may not fighting against flesh and blood. These are spiritual things. Because in the small thing, in about just going and picking up, she did not forget she's a son. It's in the small thing. And even as this person goes, something else has to bow down to it. Are you understanding? It's in microcosm. You, you walk like a son. Okay? Let no other foundation be laid in your life and in my life than sonship. Christ in me. And because I promise you the word says so, if this is the foundation, Jesus is saying the wind will come, the storm will come, anything will beat against this person, but this person will not fall. Because the foundation is built on the rock. This is the foundation that we are, we are so vehemently, we are laying in beloved and we are, we are going again and again and again and trying to get that foundation. I told you I've had some dreams for beloved and my God was saying that I'm doing something in the foundation. 
so that this foundation don't get offended with it with certain patterns and traditions and in beloved we have this culture right we don't want patterns and traditions of different churches to come within why am i so against it is because we want to lay the foundation of the rock because once you're on the rock trust me you're on your own i mean you don't need anything else it's christ in you okay and now any problem coming your way you will stand you will not die that that uh, that whatever that sickness is it will not overpower you whatever anyone wants to steal they cannot steal from you because this is the place that all the promises are yes and amen where are the yes and amen what does that verse say all the promises where in christ in him are yes and amen that means it's the foundation of being in christ that's why christ is not outside you're in christ uh, my whole life is hidden in christ all the principalities powers dominion everything are under our feet and it says that all of them were made through him and in him all of them consist that's why I, even when you're praying i always say don't see yourself outside the word says you're seated at the right hand of the father in christ positional everything has got to do with positional that's our foundation okay and nothing in this foundation can shake you that's why psalm 91 says uh, you know he who makes the lord my refuge even the most high my dwelling place that is in christ now no evil will touch you nothing will come against you everything is because it's positional in christ and that is sonship okay we're not praying i i pray a lot my prayer is it's talking to god okay but i meditate i chew i'll take one verse and so take that for you open up the word read from romans galatians ephesians all of these chew on that meditate you know when the verse remember i i i told you this when it says set your mind on things above and so we think of oh angels and heavens no it means above means what your position where you are in christ and here are all these things where they're coming under your feet okay it's so important guys take this word take the sanchu book sometimes take like um, learn to meditate take one verse and just it could be i'm a new creation right or it could be the way i was meditating on principalities powers dominion and i was just meditating on that and i was saying then if everything is under my feet then I, you know i i'll process it I'll, i'll start thinking about it when it says about the government of jesus came okay in isaiah it says the government came so then i ponder and i think oh there is a government here but i also come from another government and my government is higher so governments are the ones that set certain things and laws and all oh so i am a government and i can set certain things and then i'll meditate on that and we've done that so many times right and things sometimes that we decide in billa bit also happen and we've seen our government start doing those things is because a higher government decided it first that's what that's what you're doing you're chewing all promises will bow down to christ in you even as you start seeing yourself as a son not a human being as a son son means just like christ you're no different everything comes to tell you you're not a son trust me every day you fight something you you did some bad things you said some bad words and now all those condemnation voices you can't be a son look at the way you spoke look at look at what you did and that's the time you shake it off you shake off yourself from the flesh you subdue it you don't allow those things but you don't let it tell you who you are don't allow it to separate you from christ within you jesus was not double minded about who he is 
about his oneness with the father and neither should you this mind of yours after it took partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil got divided got separated and so that's what's coming into unity right where i believe that i'm one with him it's all christ in me if i'm reading it right now it's christ in me reading if i'm speaking it's christ speaking if i'm drinking it's christ drinking that's what it means christ in me all those desires i have one heart it's all christ in me whatever it is not my father shows me but it's all christ in me i believe that i believe my unity with him christ in me and so any problem it's coming is coming to christ in me and so i start seeing and addressing my situations just the way christ did in the i am i am resurrection and life i am the light of the world i am the bread of life i start seeing these things believing them because it's who i am christ getting formed and now that is the rock and now you're getting founded you're becoming a strong matured son okay let's close that and if any of you all have anything you can message me down or we'll uh, we'll take a spiritual tithe we'll close in prayer today a spiritual tithe is uh, just thanking jesus is your high priest so just thanking him for all the revelation that he got for all the increase that he brought to your soul okay you're just giving him a thanksgiving of that increase and he's going to multiply okay so just say this after me say father i thank you that i'm a son in your kingdom jesus you are my high priest and right now i give you a spiritual tithe of all the increase of all the life you gave to my soul right now and just worship him with it worship him o rahadarayara rakatulororopa shevriyadororopa soriyararapa shukrahadalararapa estevriyadororopa shuriyararapa bahadararapa soriyararapa father i just thank you i thank you that each one listening that father you are you are building them on your foundation of christ in you and father in every area that a foundation is not built on you that's the place where we get hit father and that's where things and things overpower us father but i ask you holy spirit that right now we'll co labor with you you'll show us how to co labor with you that we can overcome all of those things that christ is getting formed in those areas because i know that when you are the foundation in every area father we stand strong and nothing overcomes us but we overcome it all in jesus name stop it um